And so if I'm able to say the rejection pushes me into more possibility, then I'm thankful for the no. Thank you for saying no to me. Now I just know that that wasn't my job. Hey, performer, welcome to the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. Are you ready to get back to your creative passion for singing, acting, and dancing again? Hi, I'm Estelle, beginner voice coach, performer, and Christian creative, and I know how it feels to want to use your God-given gifts, but to stay stuck in fear. The solution is to just get started. So in this podcast, you'll find beginner singing and performing tips, inspiring interviews with artists, and help to push past your fear so you can finally start performing again. So pause your Broadway playlist and take a vocal rest, the show is starting and you're the star of it let's begin hey guys welcome back to the podcast what's going on performers what's going on creatives i have an episode for you so excited for you to hear today's episode it's an interview with an incredible incredible artist who i found on instagram and connected with and have followed her for a while and just love what she does she is an actress she is a performer has been on Um, was in The Color Purple on Broadway, The Color Purple Revival, and she is currently in the national tour of Hadestown. And she is also a voice teacher. She has her master's in vocal performance from NYU and has a voice studio as well. And she, she shares about her faith. She shares about her relationship with God so openly and so confidently as an artist and as a person, which is just so encouraging to me to just hear how how honest and real she is about her relationship with God as well as the ups and downs of being an artist and she is just so inspiring she will truly help you to see what's possible um to see what's possible for you as an aspiring singer especially and in any area of the performing arts so listen and this story is going to inspire you you're going to love her she is such a bright spot and i can't wait for you to hear our conversation without further ado the incredible nyla watson all right guys i'm so excited to have with me here nyla watson nyla how are you doing today how's it going Hi, I'm doing well. We, you know, before we got on the podcast, I was saying that, you know, I woke up, I got my coffee together, I got my makeup on, like, I'm feeling excited to be here um, and grateful to be here. Thank you for having me, for asking me to do this. Um, Yeah, it was like perfect timing because we are starting shows in Schenectady, New York tonight. And so I kind of have my day to myself, Um, you know, so I was really excited to hop on here with you this morning. Wow. Wait, so this is like opening night. Yes. It's oh my goodness. In, the, in, in this city. Yes. But yes. still, oh my gosh. Wow. I I mean, I was already so honored that you would say yes. But then on top of that, that it's like your opening night and everything. <laughs> thank you so much. This is such a gift to have you here. So thank you. Yes. Um, the beauty of <laughs> the beauty of tour is that we get to have an opening night once a week. So. That, that's true. That's true. You, you kind of like, not that you start over, but it's like, it is fresh it's fresh it's definitely a do-over it's a fresh start every week what a blessing that is to be able to say like oh i get to try it again next week you know yeah yeah i love that and um i think someone is mowing the grass outside um i hope you can't hear that but that's okay we we move we move um yeah i so i was telling you i found you on instagram like a while ago because I was looking for more theater artists to follow to connect with to just to inspire me and my feed on Instagram and specifically black women in theater and like seeing you a woman of faith 
who's so like confident um you guys can't see her right now but she's just like she's gorgeous you'll see her picture if you see her um <laughs> the promo like graphic on Instagram but she has this beautiful smile mm -hmm. and you're just so yourself and so mm -hmm. I just love like as soon as I saw you and like started seeing like your posts and everything I was like oh yeah she's real like this is who she is is who she is and I can just tell by after talking to you for a little bit that you definitely are who you present yourself to be which is really important and really yeah really inspiring to me so yeah that's how we that's how we kind of connected wow <laughs> I, I could cry I'm like fighting tears I'm like fighting tears oh. you know, my my word for so I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a little woo woo just, just gonna say that you know what I'm saying so you'll hear me talk about like hearing the voice of the Lord and, oh, and you know things like that um I that. so I my church Elevation Church uh based in Charlotte North Carolina actually okay um I we pick a word for the year you know mm -hmm. so my pastor is very into like picking your word for the year being attached to a word of the year even his wife this year said pick a song for the year um so things like that so my word for 2023 is confidence um, I actually have, actually have two words for this year. It's confidence and promise or promises. Um, and you know, what's crazy about that is I really struggle like with being my authentic self and like reminding myself that the world will make room for that. You know, um, I get very distracted when it comes to being all of myself all the time because I'm just so nervous that that will eject me from social circles and 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 you know and things like that and it's like being a woman of faith in this industry is a little taboo there are so many women of faith in this industry don't get me wrong but you know screaming the name of jesus oftentimes it, you know it's a little taboo sometimes in this industry in entertainment in general um and so it is beautiful to hear that that is what attracted you to me though i know that the light of jesus is attractive you know, it's not me that you're attracted to. It's really him that you're attracted to through me. But it's, I, I'm honored to always be reminded of that, you know, and to be like, no, 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 no. Like, it's attractive, you know? Yeah, and for so sure. I'm, I'm learning in 2023 to walk in the confidence of that because sometimes I get, uh, fear is real, you yeah. know, and scary and, and will lie to you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm so glad that you're doing that. I feel like you have been doing that. But, you know, that's just from the outside looking in, you know, your story. And I'm so glad that you're really walking in that this year. So I'm excited to see what that looks like for you. And um, for people who don't know you, let's, you know, let's get into your story a little bit and kind of yeah. start a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. Best, best place to start. Um, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to make all these theater references with you because I get to make all these musical references with you because you're a Broadway musical theater, theater person, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you're talking about confidence. You're talking about being on tour right now. Sure. And people might not know, you know, how you even got into acting, how you got into the theater industry, being, you know, being a Christ follower in the theater industry. Mm -hmm. How has that kind of developed for you? You can give like the long sure like the like a quick overview of like yeah how you decided to become an actor why mm -hmm. do you want to be a storyteller and how has that kind of played out for you so far so i started performing in high school and you know randomly it's a catholic high school so i again faith and theater have always kind of coexisted for me 
the guy who uh shout out to brian sinchak who's one of my mentors still now um he was also the religion teacher like the drama teacher was also the religion teacher so i never knew that these things could not coexist i guess until i got to the professional level and then you're like wait a minute is this weird but growing up they always coexisted they coexisted in the person who introduced me to this art form right being the drama teacher being the speech and debate coach and also being the religion teacher so i never really knew that they couldn't coexist because the person who introduced me to the art form was literally the embodiment of them coexisting in a human being um so i did my very first show in high school he heard me singing in the hallway and you know basically recruited me into starting my journey with musical theater my very first show was when i was 13 years old i did little shop of horrors i was one of the urchins and um and it was like it was like it found me you know musical theater found me and um and I knew then that I wanted to do it professionally. The guy who played Seymour went to my alma mater, um, went to Baldwin Wallace University. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do musical theater. I'm gonna graduate from Baldwin Wallace. Like it kind of laid itself out in seed form at the very beginning. Um, but before that, you know, the very first time that I think that I knew that I could sing and that I could perform in front of people and it would be a thing was when I was about three or four and I ran from it. You know, it wasn't something that I think being myself doing it in front of people scared the crap out of me because I recognized that my voice was God given. And so allowing him to move through me in that way evoked fear, right? Cause I didn't know what was happening, I guess at three or four years old that like I am creating space for God to move through me through this talent that he has given me and all of that at a, as a four-year-old right it's like overwhelming like I recognized that this was happening and just kind of ran from it um and so I think that my journey has been the unfolding of allowance you know of being like, oh, I have these gifts that God has given me and I'm gonna allow him to use them through me as I move out of the way for more of him through me. Um, and that has still evokes a lot of fear and a lot of timidity, but I think that in the maturing of my faith, I move out of the way a little quicker. And I would say a little quick, like I still run from it you know, in some capacities, a lot of times, but I do move out of the way a little quicker than I did before. That's beautiful. I love that part of allowance, allowing yeah. God to move through you. Um, I have talked before on this show about like, you know, how do you start to use your gifts? How do you start to like, you know, you know, take small steps of action of, you know, the person listening who's like, I grew up in the quiet, like singing in choir at school or Dang. church or whatever, you know, but, Dang. you know, now I'm like in my thirties, I'm in my twenties and it's like, it's not practical, blah, blah, blah. But like, I kind of want to, but I don't even know where to start. Mm. And like, I always, I try to encourage, like, start with surrender, like start with just like, like, just like allow, kind of like what you're saying, like mm. 
talking to God, getting in a quiet space, writing down like, what is it that I love? Or like, just, and just like surrendering that, not having like such high expectations for like, well, sure. if I'm going to be singing, then I have to be singing in Carnegie Hall tomorrow. And if I can't right, be on right, that right. level, then there's no point in even starting. Exactly. It's like, no, just like surrender to the to the journey, to letting it be what it's going to be. And then, you know, take one small step of action, whether it's taking a voice lesson or a dance class or like going to, you know, this, you know, audition or whatever local audition in your community theater like it can sure. be anything yeah um, it doesn't have to be not everyone listening wants it as a career they just want to engage in the arts in some way yeah and so just just starting and I love I like what you said about allowing it to yeah. just be like you have I think that sometimes mm-hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off no you're good you're good go ahead um I feel like surrender can sometimes be such a big word yeah um, but I love the idea that you kind of introduced of like, what is the smallest way that you could surrender today? The smallest way, you know? And I think that giving yourself those small moments of surrender kind of builds the muscle of surrender to make bigger surrenders later. You know what I mean? And so Absolutely. I think like, even if it's like you said, sitting quietly and like writing down what you hear, can be an act of just the smallest surrender possible in this moment. For me, um, I'm currently writing a book and it I'm running from it. I am, I've probably, I've, so I've been working on this book for six years and God is like, finish. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm hearing that very loudly, like finish this book so we can move on to the next level. You know, there is so much more that he wants to give his people through me. And I'm halting the process because of fear. But it's like, what is the small, you know, my, my life coach says, like, what is, like, let's start small. Like, what is the smallest way that you can surrender? And for me, it's just reading what I have so far. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't write nothing. Just take inventory of what you have so far. Can you commit to do that this week? You know what I mean? Like, can you just sit with your book and read it again? And so I think that, that just the small, like, the, the, the literally the tiniest increment of surrender. What does that look like for you? And being able to do that. And for me, you know, even then it was like, okay, yes, I'm gonna audition for the high school musical. That is not a Broadway audition. That is not a college audition. You know what I mean? Like that is, do I like this? And how can I see if I like this enough to pursue it on another level? So I really like that, like the tiniest, increment of surrender what does that look like maybe it's 20 minutes pushing play on the music theater playlist on spotify like no stakes to you you know yeah what does that look like and so yeah that was motivating for me even today so thank you for that but i do Aww. encourage the person listening like really think about it like what is the the tiniest you know, even for me with like putting makeup on today, like I was like, I don't want to do this makeup. I don't, I'm so tired, but it's yeah. like, can you set a five minute timer and just see what happens after five minutes? And then after the first five minutes, I was like, I want to finish this face. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what does the smallest, yeah. the tiniest version of surrender look like in this moment and committing to that? That's beautiful. I like that a lot. Yeah. And you look gorgeous. Yeah, so- thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's so true. And I and you brought up auditions, which I think is going to be really interesting for anyone listening, because 
it's it is like that it can't it can start so small just like one yeah. small audition one mm-hmm. like local like something that feels a little bit comfortable but still pushing you out of your comfort zone to get you into theater so for anyone listening who's like I'm curious about acting I'm curious about performing so when you after you first had that moment of like oh like being in little shop little shop and horrors and um from there doing more shows and stuff throughout high school and into college did you study musical theater in college correct or, or I did so I went to Baldwin Wallace choice. University okay. um and I got a bachelor's of music in musical theater um with and of course because it was in the conservatory there was like an emphasis in applied voice but right. the degree was a music theater degree mm-hmm. gotcha yeah and, and then also there. my master's yeah. is in music theater voice as yes. well yes yeah. yes from NYU so from there like going through like school and everything mm-hmm. were you still auditioning outside of school and then like after school did you did you just jump into the audition scene in New York and like that's how you got started and how did you get to you know how did you get started with auditioning as a professional and then okay. seeing those kind of opportunities start blossoming for you and what sure. were those so I went to Baldwin Wallace University and Baldwin Wallace has what they call a music theater showcase in New York City. And so um, for me, it was so necessary to have a school that had a showcase in New York because I was from the hood in Cleveland. So I really did not know anything about like anything. You know what I mean? So I needed the catapult of the assistance in moving to New York and having an agent and having, you know, all of that was like helpful in having uh, ties to New York City before I kind of got there. Um, And then also Baldwin Wallace also did master classes once a month every Saturday where they would bring casting directors and agents um, from New York to Berea, Ohio. So these people had also had a relationship with me from sophomore year when I started singing in front of them in Berea. So by the time I got to New York and did a showcase, you know, they kind of knew if they wanted to sign me or not based on the rapport that I had built with them when they came to Baldwin Wallace, you know, once a year, every year for three years when they heard me sing. So good. I love, I I wrote down building relationships. I think that's so important. And like for anyone wanting to be more creative, wanting to explore your creative gifts, you know, you're you're not doing this on your own. You don't have to do this on your own. And really it's better to make those connections, learn from other people. Mm -hmm. And you never know how you can support each other in the future, how you can collaborate in the future in different ways. And so I love that you had those, those moments kind of like before you were even in New York, you were building those relationships. It was built into the educational system yeah. that I that was laid out for me beforehand. And I also yeah. feel like, I also feel like, you know, I don't want people to get discouraged because they don't have that, right? So yeah. the, the educational aspect of it was beneficial for me, but it's not the only way to build those relationships in New York. There are so many programs outside of institutions like the growing studio um, th- that have those it's like six weeks to unto a showcase type situations okay. where you can like there are programs in New York that have like okay we're gonna do even even 
even summer programs at different institutions. I know NYU has one. Um, I know like Boston, uh, Berkeley has one. I know Baldwin Wallace has one where you can go and work with these musical theater professionals in the summertime and then it will build to, you know, a concert or a showcase where they have invited different people in New York to work with you during those six weeks and to come and see you in a showcase setting at the end. So I would look into, you know, uh, the growing studio, one studio, different things like that, that are in New York that kind of have that transitional model to help you build those relationships uh there's another organization called Bro the broadway dreams foundation that actually does local showcases um so yeah there are so many different ways to build those relationships so even if you are older or out of those college years i wouldn't disqualify yourself from programming like that because it's also available outside of the educational setting i love that thank you for saying that those are great resources so I'll, I'll like try to link them below so that anyone who's like looking for anything like that, they can get that because that's mm -hmm. such a good idea. So after you, um, you talked about like not wanting people to get discouraged. And I think that's so much of what comes to the performing arts. There is so much around it of like discouragement, rejection, mm -hmm. negativity. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. You can't do this as a career. You can't pursue this. Even if you want it, maybe you don't even want to do this as a career if you're listening, mm -hmm. but like you can't get a, you can't book a job. You can't book a role. Like you've never done this before. All this discouragement comes like floods flooding into our minds when we think about what if I started like dancing? Can I take a dance class? Can I like, like there are like so many things. Oh, I didn't start early enough. Like so much discouragement. Come on. And so many thoughts of rejection, rejection, rejection. Like that is what we hear all the time when it comes to the arts. And when I see you, you have shared openly on your um, Instagram about like, ups and downs of being an artist and sure. stuff but there's like still this glow about you there's still this like hope and this light of like so much is possible and obviously so much is possible yeah I look at your, you're currently on tour in Town, which I'm in love with that show by the way we'll get into that in a second but yeah. like so much is possible especially you know and being a black woman in this industry like that is not easy at all and so you're a stand for like possibility and for what could be and not of like you're not a stand for like only discouragement and rejection which I really love so thinking back to like especially like when you first started auditioning like the rejections that you might have faced mm -hmm. um before you got that role that felt like you were like okay like I I, I finally like gotten like a bite on the hook like I've gotten to this place where I know that I could do this as a career how did you keep going like how did you keep maintain that hope and um not let discouragement set in so that you could get to that place of being like, I've gotten this role and this is not what validates me, but it shows me that this is possible. You know, sure. how did you keep going in that, in, in the midst of that just rejection and discouragement you might've faced? Sure, I, I think, well, I know that I needed to separate rejection from discouragement, right? Because even as you were saying those things, what happens in our brains is we connect rejection, discouragement, negativity. Those are not yes. synonymous. Yes, yes. Rejection is not discouragement. I think rejection is the gateway to possibility. And I think that when we know that, then we reframe rejection because being discouraged to do something or, or, or being 
I think we look for the easy way out, right? Like we're looking as humans, we look for ease, you know? Um, and it takes me back, you know, I've been really on Genesis 1, you know, Genesis 2, like the, the creation story of the beginning, like what is perfection? And I'm reading this book right now called Hiding from Love by John Townsend. And he talks about like, we think that the easy way out, like we, we you know, like, let, like let's say, you know, we hear a no, right? Or we are, we, we sin or we, we come into contact with our nakedness, our vulnerability. And we feel like the easy way out is to then cover it up or hide it or create yes, the shame instead of stepping even further into the nakedness and saying, Lord, I know that I'm naked. I made a mistake. Help me. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like we have to separate the rejection or the no or the the wrong right from the discouragement or the negativity. Those are not the same. And so if I'm able to say the rejection pushes me into more possibility, then I'm thankful for the no. Thank you for saying no to me. Now I just know that that wasn't my job. I like versus being versus moving in the scarcity mind because I think we just have a low view of God and we have a low view of the uh, parameters around which he can bless us. Right. And so if I'm clinging to this one opportunity and I feel like that is the only way that God can bless me. Then when I am rejected by that opportunity, I am discouraged. Instead of my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So if you are saying no to me, that means that I just need to search for what he going to bless me. You know what I'm saying? And so yes. if we allow the rejection to push us into possibility instead of discouraging us, then we are able to lean into God. How you going to do this? Because I know if it ain't this, there is something that you do have for me. The yes is coming. It's just not this one. But because I am so stuck on now or nothing, which is not who he is, then I am immediately discouraged when the no that I thought, like I, this is how I thought that he was gonna bless me. So then that must be the only way. No, you know what I mean? Like even yeah. I think about my journey with Town. you know, I'm on tour with Town now. I auditioned for Town. I literally went in the room 13 times. I had five rounds of auditions over two and a half years. Oh my and goodness. And it had to be now. Yeah. It couldn't be those other times. And did I cry my tears? Absolutely. Was I confused? For sure. Right? But I also recognized that, let me put this stuff on tape again. Let me come on. I mean, I had to talk myself into that thing. I'm sick of these people asking me for these same three. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yes. telling you, I was there. I was there. Yeah. I was like, they know what I can do. Why do they keep putting me through this? You know what I mean? Like, you right. do have those thoughts. I'm not disqualifying those thoughts. But what I am saying is the act of faith is the doing it anyway. The act of faith is saying, if they keep asking me for these auditions, then maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're just waiting to find a place to put me. Maybe that's what's happening. Instead of they're playing with me, they're toying with me. That is what our mind does, right? Like, I don't understand why they're doing this to me. We make it about our small feelings and not the reality of 
they keep coming back. Why they keep coming back? Why they keep asking for me? What the, what do they know about me that I don't know about me? Which is they're waiting for an opening for me that is just for me. I am the very first Fate 2 Persephone understudy. The very first one. There is one on Broadway now, right? But before me, there was no Fate 2 Persephone under. There had to be a lane that looked like just for Nyla. And if I would have stopped when my feelings or my discouragement kicked in, I would have missed the just mine time that allowed me to not do it on Broadway, to get my master's degree when I wanted to, when, uh, when I was in grad school. Cause at the, my very first audition was March of 2020. I was still in school, right? So I could have had no job and no degree because also the pandemic happened in March of 2020. True. Oh my you see goodness. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, sure, you could have left school and then the shutdown would have happened. That could have been an option for you. And the very first year of the tour, I didn't book, but I also made my Broadway debut. In the color purple. In Waitress. Or no, no I Waitress. Color, I did color purple on tour. Oh, that was before okay. grad school. So my journey was I went to undergrad, worked for four years, and gotcha. then went back to school. Right? Yeah. So I got so I graduated from Baldwin Wallace in 2014. I did Showboat at Lincoln Center. I did Wicked on tour for a year. I did the color purple on tour for a year. Then I went to grad school. You're then like I made my book. All these shows casually and I like, no, 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 no. God is amazing. It's amazing. not about, it's just, I know it ain't me. You yeah. know what I mean? All of it was not me. Wow. And so, because, because, because when I got the call to do Showboat, I was sitting on the floor crying saying, I'm about to move home. Wow. Literally slid down onto the floor and said, I can't do this anymore. And then the phone rang. Hmm. Right? Wicked happened when I was like, what is happening right now? I do not know what to do with my life. And then I booked Wicked. And I'm talking about auditioned at nine o'clock, got the call at five o'clock. Wow. Right? God and couldn't then, really do it. God couldn't really do it. Yeah. I was supposed to go to grad school in, so I, I auditioned for grad school at the end of my Wicked contract. Mm. I was supposed to go straight to grad school after Wicked, booked Color Purple. We deferred for a year. And then I did Color Purple. The literally, so we were in DC. My last city with Color Purple was DC. We drove into Times Square. I went and dropped my bag and went to grad school orientation. The, the same day as my last day of tour. Did grad school, was auditioning for things in March of 2020. But of course, the, the tour of Town was supposed to go out fall of 2020, but then the pandemic happened, right? Did not book it when it came back around in fall of 2021, but I was in Waitress on Broadway and then Black No More off Broadway. You know what I mean? Like it, it was supposed to be right now because also they didn't go to Cleveland the first year of the tour. So I was also able to tour into my hometown and play Cleveland. That's beautiful. Right? Yeah. And we were there three weeks because it was the first time that Hadestown had ever been to Cleveland. That's beautiful. So it's like, God knows what he's doing. Just hold on. Just hold on. You don't know better than him. So I really want to differentiate the rejection and the discouragement 
Because maybe it's not a no. Maybe it's just not right now. And you're taking the no as, oh, I'm bad or I, I, I'm not talented or maybe it's just not right now. Maybe I got something waiting on you on the back end and I need you to just keep on pushing. My mother says all the time, hold on and see what the end gonna be. Hold on. And there's, so, there's somebody who is about to quit and it's just not right now. It's not a no, it's just not right now. Maybe you do need to go back to school and get a little bit more training. That was my story. I needed to go back to school. I needed to figure it out. I needed to get a little bit more training. I needed to cook a little longer. And then Broadway, off, you, you know what I'm saying? And then the thing started clicking. But there were some skills that I needed to work on and work through so that I would trust my own gifts so that I would stop running from them like that four-year-old little girl. You know what I mean? So yeah. I really want I really want to differentiate the discouragement and the rejection because they are not the same. And I want us to stop getting discouraged by rejection and get encouraged by it and say, okay, Lord, if you're saying no here or not now with this one, you must got something brewing for me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I need to loop and replay that entire section over and over and over again every day. I've never thought about it like that. And um, I started, when I started, you know, intentionally performing and decided, I decided that I wanted to be a performer last year i was in medical school i was on the medical path i was in barbados at an international medical school and i i grew up singing and performing my entire life similarly like also did shows and plays and in um middle school high school you know all that i was a voice minor for a little bit in college because i still wanted to sing and i started taking lessons with teachers and i loved it but i just like could not like i just like could not put two and two together that I could actually do this as a career and then of course there's so much around like this career that it can and 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 just this art form in general like whether it's a career or a creative outlet that can be so negative so the way that you just worded that I wish I had heard that like in that way before but that's why it's so important that you say it now because who knows who needed to hear that like you said like there is someone who's about to quit who's about to like reject themselves before anyone else can reject them. And like you saying that right now, you just don't know what you've done for someone. So thank you so much mm -hmm. for saying that. And um, I know that you, I wanted to talk about this because I know you have um, a voice studio and I want people to hear mm -hmm. about it because I mean, if you're just saying that you're not even teaching us how to sing right now, but like you're just the way you're empowering me, the way you're empowering people who are listening to keep going and to yeah. keep growing and keep training like i'm sure your students are so blessed like having i hope so <laughs> you know i i wanted to i definitely feel like i am a, i have the gift of encouragement i definitely absolutely motivation and encouragement <laughs> and i definitely do incorporate that in my lessons like a lot of times what i am doing with my students is undoing the discouragement that they felt from the choir teacher at 15 or the music director at 12 or you know the, the voice teacher in college who did not know what to do with their instrument or who was discouraged by the fact that they were so good so dog them you know I'm, i have so much there's so much undoing that needs to be done in our subconscious around our talents and what a blessing it is to be able to impart 
divine encouragement, right? It ain't me. Again, this is not, it's not me. You know what I mean? Like, it is really me saying, I think I need to say this and I hope that I'm not overstepping, but this is what I'm feeling is going on. And there are, there have been so many breakthroughs and tears and people being like, that's what I needed. That is, I wish a voice teacher would have said this, like you just said, I wish a voice teacher would have said this to me 10 years ago, I probably would have pursued this professionally. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your voice. Maybe they just didn't have the skills to be able to work with you. So they played you or they downplayed you or they discouraged you because they were discouraged. And some people only know how to do what, what was given to them because there are so many under-equipped, under-trained, unprofessional voice teachers and voice coaches out here who are who settled for teaching and i ain't settling for nothing so it doesn't take away from me to give you my best you know what i mean and so i feel like that is a lot of what happens in my voice studio and acting studio as well um so yeah i love I that think, uh yeah I, so i think that that is a lot of what happens in my studio my my studio is called queen studios of voice and acting if you go to queennyla.com and hit the voice lesson tab, all the information is there. My teaching philosophy, I am all about whole humans first and functional voices. You know, I'm teaching you how to sing the way that your voice was, was created to sing, right? I'm not putting anything on you that is not already there. I'm also cultivating people to find their figurative voice. You know, what do you want to do with this instrument? What kind of stories do you want to tell? You know, what kind of performer do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? How can we incorporate that into the way in which you use your instrument so yeah i think that that is what i stand on you know i'm not i i, I just want to be what i didn't have and also what i did have i had a voice teacher in college baby who who gave me everything shout out to benjamin zarnota i would this white man a whole white man i was bringing him Kiera Sheard clips and Tasha Cobb clips and and Patti Lapone clips and Bernadette Peter clips, you know, saying that. like, I want to make this sound. I want to this this right here, this line, this word that she said, I want to be able to put this sound in that song that we was working on last week. And this man would do the research with me and be like, okay, like let's figure this out. And so there was a voice that he helped to cultivate that was then even more fortified by the shows that I did in between undergrad and grad school, and then also grad school. Ana Flavia Zouim, Dr. Ana Flavia Zouim, who is my voice teacher now, um, and, and Stephanie Rubino Scuderi, who is uh, my coach now, you know what I mean? Like, these are people who I work with now, Kiera Wade, my, who is my classical coach, like people who I work with now who are like brilliant at, even Kiera Studio, I'ma shout her out uh, for my classical people out there um esteem voice studio like literally these are the people who i work with who are on the track of the undoing which is mostly what people need in their instruments the undoing of bad habits of of bad teachers honestly i'm just gonna say it and of just the discouragement again that they coupled with rejection that is inhibiting them subconsciously from being able to do things that their voice is completely capable of so, yeah, I think it, it has been a lot of my studio. It has been a, a lot about the undoing. And that was a long way to get there, but yeah. I love that. No, it's so good. I, I started teaching, um, doing beginner voice coaching last year sure. because um, I started a online voice technique and musicianship professional certificate at Berkeley online. Congratulations. And, um, 
thank you. And I'm, I'm finishing it soon. But, and then I have a voice teacher who's obviously like more trained than I am. And she's doing that undoing for me and helping me. And it's like, there, what you're saying is so true. Like having someone who can walk alongside you and not just like empower you and speak life into you, but then also like help you see the, the ways that you may be like, the mindsets that you've had because singing is so is so in your mind it's like so it's so mental and like help you like work through that and sort that out and say okay let's try this instead and mm. with my with my coaching I'm not you know I'm very honest about like I grew up singing and I have like had you know some like been able to help some friends like just start mm-hmm. loving to sing and for me I really just want to help people start loving to sing again and start enjoying like singing their favorite songs again and then like help them get to someone who can help them with more things that I'm not trained and equipped to help them with quite yet yeah. like I just love what you're doing mm-hmm. and this show is really for people who are, are wanting to start who are wanting to start again and maybe feel a little bit have felt kind of discouraged or felt like they I don't really know where to begin. So mm-hmm. from you as a voice teacher who knows what it's like to help people undo old habits and old thoughts and when it comes to singing, singing and acting, do you have like maybe one or two things that you could give them like, we're going to wrap up soon, but just like mm-hmm. one or two like practical tips of like, how do you actually get started? Like, how do I do this? Like I'm hearing Nyla and I'm like, she's amazing. She's this incredible performer. She's so encouraging. I know that I shouldn't take rejection as discouragement. Okay, so like I'm ready to go where do I start? Like, it can feel overwhelming. Like, how do I, how do I start to sing? Maybe like one or two steps for how do I start singing? And then for acting, maybe one, one to two, just simple things. Again, starting small. I just want, I just want to give people like a little something um, to start. I think that I would encourage you to take out a pen and a piece of paper, old school, not your phone notes, a pen and a piece of actual pen to paper. And I want you to write 10 times 30 times, 100 times, however many times you need it. And even if you need to do it in the morning, every day, as soon as you wake up, I want you to write, I give myself permission to sing. I I give myself permission to act. I give myself permission to be great. I give myself permission to perform. I give myself permission to be authentic. Whatever statement you need, whatever you needed them to say back in the day, say it to yourself. I give myself permission to write my book today. I give myself permission to be an author. I give myself permission to be an actress. I give myself permission to audition for my community theater. I, oh, I mean, even I could cry. Like I I feel even myself in this moment opening. I give myself permission to be the greatest version. I give myself permission to be who God says I am. And then start writing, who does he say I am? I give myself permission to be an award-winning actress. I give myself permission to be a New York Times best-selling author. I give myself permission to be a great wife. I give myself permission to be a bomb mother. I give myself permission, you know what I mean? Like whatever you need to give yourself permission to be, write it down every day until you start believing that thing, until you start walking around like that person. So that's the first thing. Before you even sign up for a voice, cause you, if I give myself permission to hit that note in that song, and see what sound you would make. And let, and of course, do it in a safe place, schedule a voice lesson. But if you do it in front of that teacher, then maybe they can cultivate that sound and teach you how to do it safely and healthily and consistently. And even maybe that I give myself permission to be consistent in voice lessons. I give myself permission to earn enough money to be, I'm, I'm gonna sign one more student and that's gonna be my voice lesson money. 
I'm gonna do one more hour at where I'm gonna, I'm gonna do overtime one time this week. And that money is gonna be the money that I do to take that acting class. I give myself permission to find a way to make it happen. You know, and so if somebody needed the permission, I'm giving it to you. Nyla Watson says, you have the permission to be who God says you are. You have the permission to be the greatest version of yourself, whatever that is. But I want you to take a, a, a 15 minutes, set a 15 minute timer on your phone and write that thing out. Who does God say I am? And who do I need to give myself the permission to become? That I may have disqualified because of discouragement from 1997. Right? Because there's one thing that one person said back in the day that made you that that shut down that part of you that is hiding from perfect love and that perfect love when you let it into that place, it will flourish. So allow allow again we're going back to that allowance allow yourself give yourself permission to be who you lost along the way so that's the first step and then i would say find a community of people and or a person i don't even want you to get overwhelmed by more than one person find a person who you can tell i'm giving myself permission right so call your best friend who ain't gonna laugh at you call the local voice studio and say i'm giving myself permission to be great i want to schedule a lesson or call your friend and say i just want to read this to you and i need you to put your phone on mute and not respond i just need a space to like voice this out loud so those will say i would say are the two steps write it down and then call somebody and tell them what you are giving yourself the permission to be because then you are creating the space and then filling it with faith, right? And faith without works is dead. So you gotta do something. So call somebody and say, I'm giving myself permission to be a best-selling author. And I need you to help me. I need you to help me. I need you to help me cultivate that space. I need you to call me and check on me. I need you to just ask me on Thursday, did I make the voice lesson appointment? I need you to give me a deadline so that I can show up for myself. I need you to push me or I need you to be with me or I need you to teach me or I need, you know what I mean? Like if you are a sales friend, call her and say, I need you to teach me everything that you know about the voice. I don't, even if it's just the beginning stuff, right? So write it down and then call somebody and tell them what you wrote down. And even if you need to just read it to them word for word, what you wrote, create the space and fill it with faith. And I'm talking about a faith walk, a faith action of calling someone and saying, this is who I want to be and this is how I want to do it. So yeah, those will be my my two steps. That's amazing. I think every, anyone and everyone listening to this wants to work with you like today. <laughs> like, can you be my acting life singing? Um, Let's do it. Let's so do it. Yeah. That, but what you said is so true because it was the allowing part of the writing it down and then taking action, like doing something, physically picking up your phone, and, and I talk about this so much on the show. You have to take even just the smallest step of action. Like I love that, know. honey. Small surrender. Yes. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like yes. need to journal about that when we're done. Like, what is the smallest? Yes. And I know the small surrender for me today. I have a I have a, a two to three is the hour that I'm going to just read my book yes. today. So I'm committed to that. I'm you have helped me even today oh, in, so in walking toward authorship and walking toward being who God says I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm so so I thank you.
And I can't wait to have you back on the show to talk about your book because you're going to have to let us know about it. I'm serious because that's amazing. I can't wait to see what it becomes. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for, you have, (laughs) you've given so much more than I could have ever expected. Mm. Like my day is brightened Mm. because of this conversation. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, um, I always ask, my last question is always, you know, if you could give like one word of advice to the aspiring singer, this person who's sitting here is like, wow, I'm going to take those steps of action that mm-hmm. Nyla talked about. If there's just like one last thing that you want to make sure you absolutely let this person here, the aspiring singer, actor, dancer, just wants to do something for fun, just has like maybe a nine to five and just feels like they have let their art- artistry die a little bit. Mm-hmm. or or they actually want this as a career and they're like 17 years old and they're like I don't know like mm-hmm. I just need something to encourage me so if you had just like one last thing um to share with them what would you tell them two things keep going don't stop right and also support your local market mm-hmm. like you know they always say serve who you want to be so usher at your local theater or buy a ticket to your local show because I always say musical theater is an ecosystem, right? We need our community theaters just as much as we need our Broadway theaters. Yes. So if you are in, you know, what you may consider no man's land or, or the middle of nowhere, there is theater happening. There is good art happening near you, right? So support your local theater. And even if you're afraid to audition, usher, serve your local theater, get to know you know, the the local theater makers that are in your market. And it may give you the courage once you know them and establish a relationship with them to eventually audition. Um, But I would definitely say serve where you want to go. You know, so sign up to usher, sign up to be a ticket taker, sign up to sweep the theater, sign up to clean out the seats after people leave, sign up to do concessions, you know, serve your local market first. Um, and it may give you the courage later to to be a part of it. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really great advice. And um, I hope we all take it. Like I need to take that more too. I want to see more live theater in my community. So thank you for reminding us of that. It's so true. Um, thank you so much for being here. Let everyone know where they can find you, connect with you, your voice, stu- your voice and acting studio, um, because everyone needs to go check out your website and check out what you do and like find a way to work with you. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so queennyla.com, please. Yes. Yeah, queennyla.com is my website. Everything is there. All my information is there. Um, the Hadestown information is there. Where You know, if I'm coming to your local city, yes. come see me and tell me that you found me from a sales podcast. I would love to, you know, sign playbills and take pictures and, yes. you know, expand her fan base as well. So um, let me know where you found me. But yeah, queennyla.com is everywhere. And it's NYLA, like New York, Los Angeles. And uh, on Instagram, I am brand new Nyla. Um, I'm off Instagram for Lent, but I'm, I'll be back on there come April 9th. And um, I hope to see you guys like just tagging me and letting me know that you all listen to the podcast. Um, it's only six short weeks away. So still tag me and follow me. And uh, yeah, and then come over to queennyla.com and shoot me a message. I'm, I'm, it comes straight to my personal email. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And I mean, what's your favorite? I just wanted to ask because you're on tour. Like, what's your favorite part of being in Hades Town right now? I'm, I'm such a huge fan. So I'm just curious because you it's talked about Hades Town. <laughs> it's such a beautiful 
story. Four inches. I am honored to be able to tell it every day. It never gets old. Mm. It's always beautiful. And I think the, I've never been a part of a more talented cast. Mm. These people are giants in this industry and mm. are the most talented people I have ever worked with. You are required to do more than one thing yeah. if you are a part of this cast. And so I am honored to be in the number. I'm probably the least talented person on, on the stage. Um, and so I am, I'm, yeah, these, they are beasts, man. They are beasts. Like I, it is an honor to do art with them every single day. And it is definitely art that we are making. So yeah, I'm just yeah. honored to be here. That's beautiful. I'm so, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see what you do next, but um, I hope that, I don't know, like, are you, are you going to be on the East coast a lot? Like for the tour? Yeah, yeah we're, we are on the East okay. coast until we go to Toronto in, in the summer. Okay. Yep. Okay, well, guys, let's find a way to let's find a way to support Nyla. Listen, if, <laughs> we, if you are even a eight hour drive away, it is worth it. I'm telling yeah, you, I'm sure. it is it is such a beautiful show, yeah. such a beautiful show. Yeah, does so, it inspire your faith a little bit? Like to see like um, there like when I think about Hades Town, it can feel like dark at first. At first, I was like, oh, it's kind of dark, you know. But like knowing Greek mythology and everything, I was like, I'm curious about it. And then I I saw like the beauty of like their relationship and then like the pain of it and like yeah. so much so much happens. But I don't know. I feel like it kind of it it inspires me, even though it's like there's there's some sad parts about it. I don't want to like give the well, I don't no, know, I mean it's definitely story, a tragedy, but, right? Yeah. So it's definitely a tragedy. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I think that for me, there is there is power in knowing what to do and what not to do. And yeah. I think that both are available in this show. Yes. You know, we watch Persephone and Hades fall back in love, ancient yeah. love that transcends mistake mm. and that transcends, you know, um, love that, und again, that undoing, love that undoes ha the hardness of the heart, I think yeah. is something that is available for us in Persephone and Hades' story. You know, when he begins to sing again, and you have to come see it to see what I mean by that, um, we see like love can undo even the hardest of hearts. Mm. But that discouragement piece is big in this story as well. You yeah. know, allowing your mind to talk you out of promise um, yeah. is potent in this story as well. So, mm. yeah. Oh my goodness. That is, I think you just gave like the best advertisement for Hades Town. Mm -hmm. Now I want to see it. So thank you for sharing that. I just wanted to like add that in a little bit in case anyone oh. doesn't know what Hades Town is and why it's so incredible. Yeah. I think you did a great job just describing why we absolutely should see it. So thank it's you so much. It's definitely a Nyla. necessary story. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you giving your time, like I mean, your time is so valuable. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you go, um, everything about Nyla and everything she said in reference will be in the show notes. So you absolutely have no excuse. You have to go find her and connect with her and work with her. Um, thank you so much. You're such a light and a gem and I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. 
you so much for listening to another episode of the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. I hope you feel encouraged, inspired, and truly impacted by today's episode. And if you can think of one person who would love this show, please share this episode with a friend. And if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review and rating, it will take 30 seconds and it would truly immensely help this show grow and reach more people who need to use their creative gifts as well. And finally, go to the Performing Arts community on Facebook and join this online free community for you to interact with and connect with other artists. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much and I'll talk to you later.